In the name of Jesus Christ, welcome today to Central United Methodist Church for this time of worship here at Central. It's our mission to follow Jesus by loving God and loving our neighbors. And it is a blessing to have you with us today, whether you are worshiping with us this morning in person here in the sanctuary or worshiping with us this morning by radio. Thank you for making Central a part of your day today. I hope on the way in you received a bulletin. If you'd like to find some ways to connect with God, that is an excellent place to to begin. So I encourage you to read the information there and maybe find some ways to connect. And those of you worshiping this morning by radio, I encourage you to visit our church website, centralmethodist.net. There you will find an online version of our bulletin and a wealth of ways that you can connect with God through Central. Some announcements I would lift up to you today. First, on the way in, you may have noticed a stack of Bibles. If you don't have a Bible and you'd like one or you know someone who needs a Bible, uh, please take one. That's what they're there for. Also, uh, we are continuing to uh, collect backpacks for children of Costa Rica as we prepare for our Costa Rica mission trip, which is just around the corner. Um, There is a, a basket in the commons where you can leave those. Also, um, on Heritage Sunday is also just around the corner coming up on June 5th. And that Heritage Sunday, we recognize our people who've been members of Central for 50 years or more. And so that would mean 1972. So if you've been a member of Central and if you joined in 1972 or earlier, please uh, be in touch with Adrian Reynolds in the church office to make sure we can celebrate you on that day. I also remind you of the date of June 8th, that's Wednesday, June 8th, that evening. We will have a celebration for Reverend Derek Cattenhead and his family as they prepare to leave to go to a new ministry assignment in Orangeburg and thank them for their ministry with us. And in our prayers uh, this week, I also ask you to, there's some things that are heavy on our heart. I know many, we're all mindful of the tragedy that unfolded in Uvalde, Texas. And I ask you to be in prayer for those families and that community. Tomorrow, of course, is Memorial Day, where we remember those who died in defense of our nation. And I ask you to be in prayer for those tomorrow who are grieving. And also, we've had a a loss in the church family. Mary Turbyville has passed away, and we ask your prayers for her family. Well, friends, we nevertheless gather in the presence and power of the risen Christ So let us be open to Christ's presence with us now as we worship God in spirit and in truth.
Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our Lord. Sing praises. For God reigns over the nations.
We know our Savior is seated with you in majesty. Hear us, we humbly ask, that we may know Christ also abides with us forever. We now pray as your Son taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning and welcome to Central to worship with us together. We're so glad to have you here this morning, whether you're here in person or joining us by radio. Um, I want to invite you into all the ministries of the church this week, of everything that's going on. You're very welcome. If you'd like to learn more about joining Central, we want to talk with you about that. Please give us a call this week, and one of the clergy will um, sit down with you and answer any questions that we can. We'd love to talk with you. If you'll take a look at and find those pew pads at the end of your pews and, and sign in this morning, welcome your neighbor who's sitting beside you. Maybe you'll meet someone new. We'd appreciate it very much. And um, also, today it is our joy to get to welcome some new members into our church family. Um, we're going to do the baptisms, as you can see in your bulletin, of Chandler and Amanda Rodell, children of Hans and Brittany Rodell, and Hans is going to join us. If y'all come on up, you can turn to page 39 in your hymn. <clears throat> if y'all would come all the way Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. This morning, I present Amanda Rose and Chandler and Lynn for baptism, and I present their father, Hans, for church membership. And Hans will receive you into the membership of the church first. And so I ask you these two questions. As a member of Christ Universal Church, will you be loyal to Christ through the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? If so, say, I will. I will. And as a member of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, your service, and your witness? If you will, say, I will. I will. And we will have the act of welcoming at the end of the baptism. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If so, say, I do. 
Do you accept the freedom and the power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, say, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? And will you nurture these children, Chandler Lynn and Amanda Rose, in Christ's holy church, that by your teaching and example they may be guided to accept God's grace for themselves, to profess their faith openly, and to lead a Christian life? If so, say, I will. I will. Do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If we, so, say, we do. We do. Will you nurture one another in Christian faith and life and include these children now before you and Hans in your care? With, With God's, God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround these persons with a community of love and forgiveness that they may grow in their service to others. We will pray for them that they may be true disciples who walk in the way that leads to life. And now let us join together professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament. Please stand as you are able. Do you believe in God the Father? I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Eternal God, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept across the dark waters and brought forth light. 
In the days of Noah, you saved those on the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children, you brought through the Jordan to the land which you promised. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Tell of God's mercy each day. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. Declare Declare his works to the people, his glory among all the people. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and those who receive it, to wash away their sin and clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives, that dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in Christ's final victory. All praise to you, Eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. All right, Amanda, can I hold you? See the water? I'm going to put some water on your head, okay? Amanda Rose, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I just want to go back to your daddy for a minute. Okay. And then we're going to go take a walk. How about that? <laughs> All right, Chandler, can I hold you? Chandler Lynn, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit work within you, that being born through water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Mommy, for just a second. Now it's our joy to welcome our new sisters in Christ. Through baptism, you are incorporated by the Holy Spirit into God's new creation and made to share in Christ's royal priesthood. We are all one in Christ Jesus. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you as members of the family of Christ. All right, Amanda, can I hold you again? One more time. We're going to go for a walk now. What do you think, Chandler? <laughs> what do you think? Do you think I can hold both of y'all, or do you think maybe Pastor Meg? You want the water again? <laughs> Pastor Meg, will you, will you carry Chandler? All right, friends. <laughs> so... Just to make sure, while Meg and I walk these beautiful children around, what's just happened is Hans and Brittany have promised that they would raise their daughters in the faith, teach them the truth of the gospel until they get to a point in life where they're old enough to decide for themselves if they want to claim the name of Christian. And you, as the church, have recommitted yourself 
to your baptismal vows and your vows of membership, and you've promised that you would help Hans and Brittany raise these sweet girls and support them and pray for them and do all that. Yeah, I see them. I see them. Those are grandparents. Those are special people. Yeah, those candles are hot, aren't they? But you have promised to pray for these girls and this family and to support them and support the ministries of the church so that it helps them grow in their faith. Sound good, Amanda? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, you go back to Daddy. Did great. Now we have a couple of mementos of the day for you. We have uh, baptism certificates for each girl. And there's a, a, a place for witnesses, if there's somebody special, that you'd like to sign that. And we have these candles that, re- they're in the company, that represent the light of Christ that shines within your daughters. One of you, who's got the, you both have full hands. <laughs> Friends, I can direct you to the act of... Uh, Welcoming at the bottom of page 43. Members of the household of God, I commend these persons to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. We give thanks for all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ, And in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. Now, friends, before I forget, we'd like to get a picture of you all before you leave. So, just... uh, don't go far after serve worship. But uh, now if you would receive this blessing. The God of all grace who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit, that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. Thank you, friends. Gospel of Luke, 24, chapter, and 43 through 53 are the verses this morning. Hear now the word of the Lord. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you. That everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. 
Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written, The Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things, and see, I am sending upon you what my Father promised. So stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Then he led them out as far as Bethany, and lifting up his hands, he blessed them. While he was blessing them, he withdrew from them and was carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him, and they returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they were continually in the temple, blessing God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Our epistle lesson this morning is from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, from the first chapter, verses 15 through 23. Hear now the word of the Lord. Paul's prayer. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, and for this reason I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that, with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for those of us who believe, according to the working of his great power? God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all things under his feet and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks to God. And in response or act of praise is from Psalm 47. You'll find it in your hymnal in selection 781. And I'll invite you to stand as you are able. I will 
Good morning. How is everybody today? Good. I think it's almost summertime, isn't it? Don't you just have a couple more days of school next week? Two. Two, but who's counting, right? <laughs> well, what... What I wanted to talk to you about today is baptism. We saw two little babies, one baby and one toddler, sisters, get baptized today. So I wanted you today to see if you could think about and remember your baptism. And this verse says, Let your light so shine that others seeing your good works may glorify your Father in heaven. Do any of you have candles at your house that you use? You do? At, At our house, we have candles for different reasons. Sometimes if we have a fancy dinner, which we don't ever have a fancy dinner, but if we did have a fancy dinner, we would light candles. We do, Porter? Birthdays, yes, that was my next thing. Birthdays are fancy dinners and we'll light a candle. We also put candles on a what? Birthday cake, that's right. And sometimes if you lose power and it's dark, we light a candle, but it's a lot easier to use flashlights. But the best way, like Porter just said, we use candles is for somebody's birthday. And in lots of families, if you're a kid, we place as many candles as your age on your birthday cake. Then we light the candles and sing happy birthday to the birthday boy or girl. Is that what you do at your house too? Do y'all do that? We put candles on the cake to celebrate all the years someone special has been alive. Every year they have lived whole special memories and birthdays that give us a chance to remember. For family and friends, we are thankful for each year. The older you get, the brighter your cake is filled with lots of birthday candles. But in church, like we did today, we celebrate another special day in your life, the day that you were baptized. We celebrate that day when we as a church, which is what you just did, welcomed two little girls into God's family. Now, for some of you, you were baptized right here here, here in this church. Who's, who was baptized in this church? Wesley, you were, I'm pretty sure. No, not yet. You have not been baptized yet, but you are going to, when you are confirmed, I bet you will be baptized like we saw at Confirmation Sunday. Okay. So, I, and Anna, you are? Okay. So, Lizzie, I'm sorry. I get the name so mixed up. Porter, do I call you your right name sometimes or your wrong name? I call you Bella the dog sometimes, so, Yes. So, as a congregation, today we celebrated the baptism of two sweet little girls in our church. And I want you to remember your baptism. And we gave them candles. And you have candles if you were baptized at the church. And each year, your parents can light your baptis- your, baptis- your baptismal candle. And we remember we are all God's special children. So, will you pray with me, please? Dear God, God of light, thank you for all the special days in our lives. 
Today we especially thank you for the baptism of our two new friends. Thank you for the baptism of our two new friends. We thank you for our baptism. Let us never forget how much you love us. Amen. And if y'all are going to Children's Church, you can come with me, and I hope you have a great week. Thank y'all.
Please be seated. Our scripture reading today is from the Acts of the Apostles, the 16th chapter, verses 16 through 34. Hear now the word of God. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days. But Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of her that very hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they'd been given a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them secure. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was an earthquake, so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced that he'd become a believer in God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're continuing today our... As we have over the last few weeks, hearing the readings from Acts, and we see surprising things, and we continue to see a surprising thing in Acts in this gospel. I mean, in this scripture reading. And on the surface, I think it might be a troublesome text for us to look to. Here we have what, on the surface, is a slave girl who as awful as it must have been to be a slave. She's following Paul and the people who were his traveling companions and saying the truth about who they were and what they were doing. And then we're told that for some reason that annoyed Paul. And so he cast a spirit that was speaking the truth out of her. But let's look at it deeper. I wonder if that's what really bothered Paul, or the fact that this woman was exploited and oppressed. We're told that her owners 
exploited her uh, possession or whatever you want to call it to be a fortune teller to make money for them. And so, yes, it might seem troubling that there's slavery involved. It might seem troubling that Paul seems to be ugly to a woman who is at a lower place in society than he is. But when he orders her to be quiet, he's also freeing her from her owner's exploitation. The advantage they had over her is no more. And when they do this act of perform, when Paul performs this act of freeing this woman, they are arrested and receive a sort of sham trial. We're told they're beaten severely, they're thrown in prison, their feet are in stocks so they could not move or lie down, and they're nevertheless singing praises to God. And then when they experience a miraculous escape, they don't run. In fact, they saved their jailer's life. They saved his life and then they saved, or God through them, saved his soul. They gave a witness of words and actions and shared the gospel with him. And he and his entire household became believers and followers of Jesus. So Paul and Silas are in prison. And their jailer is free. And then the tables seem to be turned, don't they? Paul and Silas are free and their jailer is in a prison of fear, a spiritual prison. But then Paul and Silas set him free from that spiritual prison. Those who were physically captive but spiritually freed became both physically and spiritually freed. Spiritually freeing the one who who had them physically imprisoned. I wasn't sure I could get through that sentence, but I'm pretty proud that I did. Paul and Silas then extend the offer of grace and freedom and liberation to the jailer. He was changed. His household was changed. Sometimes those who seem free are truly enslaved, perhaps in spirit or in mind. And those who seem to be in chains or downtrodden are truly liberated. That is, they have an inner freedom that comes from relationship with God. And I think we can ask ourselves today, in our own lives, from what do we need to be free? What do we need to ask God to free us from? And what do we need to ask God to free us for? Sometimes I feel like our society needs to be freed. The world in which we live needs to be freed as we see those horrible, horrible events unfolding in Uvalde, Texas. Right on the heels of horrible events in Buffalo, New York. As news from Ukraine continues to fill our TV screens, there's a lot that needs to be fixed. There's a lot of room for God to work in our world and bring healing and wholeness and that the Prince of Peace might be listened to and and people would join him in bringing peace. It seems that our society, our world needs to be freed from the evil that so easily befalls it. 
But we also might need to experience personal freedom. What are you carrying around that won't let you go? Is there something that has a hold on your heart and your life that occupies your thoughts that you wish you could simply leave? In these verses, we see Paul freeing a slave. We see Paul and Silas freed from prison. We see the jailer and his household free from sin and for baptism. That's what they're freed from. But consider what they they are freed for. The slave woman is freed for a life, free from exploitation. Paul and Silas are freed from punishment and from a sham trial and freed for the ability to continue their mission of sharing the gospel of Jesus. The jailer and his household are freed for life in Christ to experience relationship with God through Jesus And through Jesus, each of us have the offer of freedom. Now, here's the challenge. We can't keep it to ourselves. We have to speak it out. We have to act it out. And let other people know what God is doing. And what God offers. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
We ask that you transform our hearts, Lord, so that they can respond bravely. To witness to your love without ceasing to provide protection and to provide the basic needs of innocence who are all created in your image. Help us to determine how to respond to all whose lives and experiences somehow lead them to think that they can only ease their suffering by hurting others. Instead of hopelessness, help us to be beacons of hope in the name and in the example of Jesus Christ. We pray for such peace in this world that a day of memorial ceases to be necessary. We pray that your kingdom comes here on earth as it is in heaven. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. And now, as we return to God, our tithes and our offerings, I'll invite our ushers to come forward.
blessings of this world, we are truly grateful. Please accept these, our offerings of ourselves and our gifts, to your service. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. I invite you to remain standing for the benediction. May the love of God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forever. Amen.
same time. <laughs> oh, yes, we very much could, and it was great. I said, yep, I know exactly who it was, and it was wonderful. Thank you for it's, that. It's the loud mouth out in the audience. <laughs> well, listen, we're doing what Wesley said to do, right? <laughs> Look at that. Oh, you are twinsies. Twinsies, Thank you for that solo. Thank you. I didn't know those words to come out found the very blessings. Oh, yeah. But it is very pretty. Of course. Okay. Do you choose the hymns? Wow. You picked some really good ones today. They're, they're all usually good. You picked some really good ones.